Okay, everybody, welcome to the Nerdy Piehead Podcast. It is Monday, December 9th, and Christmas is getting closer and closer. However, everybody's starting to get into at least the uh, holiday spirit. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's always a mixed bag, you know. It's... There's a lot of money spending, a lot of gift giving, but it's it's a time with family, so I hope that people make the time for that more than just the the gifts by itself. But the gifts are great, so keep them coming, you know. But um, yeah, just uh, that's a that's a very very uh, I think important part that sometimes gets lost in the. Uh, marketing and advertising world of sales and things like that for gifts that it is a time to to spend with your family you know it's also if you are a christian it's the birth of christ so yeah there's that um first off i uh always start off so it was episode new episode of the watchman i think it's episode eight um Last week episode, they had the big reveal of um, Angela Abar's husband is actually Dr. Manhattan, which was a big one. And the episode that aired yesterday kind of was the origin of how that all came about from him appearing as Dr. Manhattan to her. And him basically showing her that this conversation that they're having on many levels is... So, to put it in perspective, I, I, to explain Dr. Manhattan and his character, you have to understand that he is the all-seeing everything. He lives... Time is not... Art, the way we see time is not relative to him. The way he he experiences time, everything at the same time. So while he's talking to her in a bar, he's talking to her in the future. He's doing he's building a utopia in the past, and he's talking to her her great grandfather, her grandfather all at the same time. He just experiences everything, everywhere at the same time. So it was interesting how they, how you show that, first of all, right? Because anything that she says at any given time can affect any given part of the timeline because she's living through every timeline. And it's, it was, they, I think they did a, a fantastic job. I think this episode was a little bit slower than the, the, the first, the, the, all the other ones where there was no, there was, there were some big reveals, but it it was no it wasn't super it wasn't like a super bang it was it was what you would thought they like you would think that he knows the inevitable he just lives it you know and so I was just I I I really enjoyed it. I hope everyone enjoyed it as well I try not to uh ruin the um 
the whole story for everybody. But um, you know, check it out if you if you do have the the opportunity. Not the opportunity. If you're looking for a great show, and you do have HBO or you have um, Crave or whatever, yeah, to definitely check it out. Um, some of the notable things that I was attempted to watch but didn't watch all or still have to kind of watch them. Um, the Astronomy Club. It's a sketch comedy series that's on Netflix and it's from the creator of Blackish, I believe. Um, absolutely a riot. Um, I feel like sketch comedy shows to me, they're always, gonna, they're, they're always hit or miss. It's, it's a lot to try to, for week, for week to week, try to keep people laughing. It's a lot when your sketch comedy show, for example, um, like Saturday Night Live, where it's literally live, and every week you're trying to prepare to make people laugh out of their seat. I watched the first episode of um, The Astronomy Club, um, it's, 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 it's perfect. Um, it's got holes. I mean, everything has holes. Everything has holes because everybody has an opinion. So if it doesn't line up with your opinion or your views of how you see things, it's going to feel like there's a hole there. But the overall experience, it was, it was really good. So I watched like the first, I watched the first couple episodes, but I'll tell you that the first, the first scene, the first sketch sets up the tone for the whole season the whole season you kind of understand um where the show is coming from and you know you'll know if you're gonna like it or not definitely um um another one was uh the marriage story starring scarlett johansson and johansson handsome scarlett johansson and adam driver i i started watching it and I tell you, it's it's a real emotional one. It's a real one that it it kind of um, it makes you really, you really, they really dig deep into these characters, and you really have to follow through. And it's something where, if you've ever been the child that experienced divorce or the parents that's gone through a divorce, I think this is something that you could watch because they bring it they do show with all the with the anger with the frustration that these are everybody it's it's human beings everybody is a person and everybody's going through something and it affects everybody so it um it was it was a great um it 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 was it was uh so far i didn't finish the movie so it could be bad at the end but from what i heard it's absolutely amazing i'll definitely once I finish it, post a review about it on my Instagram page. Um, TV show that I bumped into, I didn't really bump into it, it was there. I knew it was coming, but I didn't know if I was going to watch it. I just tried a, an episode yesterday, late yesterday night, and it was it was alright. It wasn't that bad. It was uh, The show's called uh, Virgin River, and um, it's it's about a woman... Who, um, after experiencing some personal tragedy, she accepts a job as a midwife um, in a small town in California. And I mean, the first she's driving there, 
a truck kind of runs her off the road. She gets to um, she gets to drive from who she figures she gets to drive from a man pulls up in a pickup truck and offers her a ride. He takes her to the house and she pulls up the picture. The picture looks like a perfectly looking cabin. And when she look when she moves the picture, the cabin is nothing as advertised. And she realizes that nothing is as it seems here. He the the guy that ends up driving her ends up being the doctor that she's gonna work for. He doesn't really want to have a nurse help him, so there's that dynamic. She meets a great guy. It's 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 very much um like I, I like to say it. You you could do a rom com in an hour, maybe two, hour and a half. Stretching that out for a series takes a lot of I feel it takes a lot of, you to keep you it takes guts. You gotta keep the per, people entertained for the for whatever episodes. Um it's based on a long-running romance novel series by the same name written by Robin Carr. So if you are a reader or if you've read these novels, definitely check it out. Um, I got... Um, there was a couple new entries into the uh, Apple TV section of things. Um, Truth Be Told. And... I'm not. I haven't watched it yet. I, I'm. I'm tell you. I. What. What I like about Apple TV, is that it gives you the first three episodes of the show, and then it gives you. Then it's week to week. Um. I haven't. I'm, we're at the point right now where all the first set of shows that they, did put on. Apple TV, I now had their. Like, um, C has now wrapped, so it's not the season finale. So, I'm definitely gonna start it again, watch through it, and give a give a review about it. Um, it's some people have given truth be told bad reviews. I mean, you can give everything bad reviews, it's, I, I feel like you can, it's something just check it out first the episodes are there you can um go through them and see if you see if it's see if it's something for you um hbo is shaping up to really kick some butt in january i mean they have um the outsiders which is stephen king adaptation they have another one where it's i can't remember the name off the top of my head i should could have i could have technically written it down but I wasn't gonna really talk about HBO in January, so. But it's a it's a show. It looks like they're on like a space like a like a like a. Let's say, very extravagant, ship like a plane, and something breaks down. I think, with HBO Max coming in, I think it's April, March, April. The the they're gearing up to push. A lot of shows out and that's for me going to be the most interesting thing because HBO has has been has always like they've had a lot of hits with a lot of TV shows over a long time and if they're going to play the game of mass um, content with these content with these uh, other streaming services 
I'm curious to see if they can hold that up continuously. Um, so I want to talk about the Golden Globes as the nominations came out this morning. But before I get there, um, the other day I was actually put on to, and this is like, I'm late to the game here. So I got a library card and someone told me that, hey, you know, there's a, there's a companion app called Libby that you can download to your phone and you can rent the audiobooks or the rent the book itself and read it in a text format on your phone. I had no idea. This is probably one of the best things. And if you are a reader, a library card and the Libby app could be your best friend. Some new books, the wait list is like atrociously long. It's like five weeks. I've been waiting for the um the book on the CEO of Disney for about six weeks. It says two weeks left before I can read it. I'm excited for that. Um, But there's a lot of books. I mean, there's a lot of books that maybe you were supposed to read years ago that you might be able to read and it's free. So if you are a reader, definitely library card, Libby app. That's uh, something that you should check out. Um, starting in the new year, we're going to do a little bit more uh, book reviews. I'm kind of reading through a book right now, uh, Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. And I, I'm, I'm at a start and stop moment. It's a great book. It's probably one of, the, one of the best that I've read in a while. It's got a lot of things to think about. And I think that's why it's taking me so long because to die, sometimes things spark certain things where you need time to digest them. So I'm, I'm definitely uh, taking that time. So I should be finished this book. I'm trying to finish it this week. And then after this book is done, we're going to go gangbusters on some books, um, start to review them, start to put some up, just get readers more like more involved with the reading end of things. Because what I do a lot of it is... I, like. I love my TV shows and my movies, but I'm a reader first, so really going to get into more of the book end of things. But in the meantime, 77th Global Globe, let's try it again. The 77th Golden Globe Awards nominees aired this morning. So I'm going to run through the list, um, just have a little bit of a quick conversation um tom hanks is going to receive the cecil b Demali award and ellen DeGeneres is going to see the carol Burnett award at the ceremonies which has already been conversation so let's just go through the nominees that they announced today so the nominees for uh best motion picture the drama uh the irishman uh, Joker, The Two Popes, uh, Marriage Story, and 1917. Uh, Netflix has three movies in this category, actually. And it's a testament to what they've... It's, it's what they've been doing lately that you're going to start to see that they're going to be in, a, like, a lot of these award things. It's They released The Irishman... A Marriage Story and The Two Popes. 
wait gave it a theatrical release months before it's a release uh to the service and i think that's something that they might be doing more of um i know that they bought an old theater in new york that's not like a big huge theater but they're gonna start to do a lot of releases out of there and like limited runs for their movies so it's good to see it's it's, it's gonna be interesting to see how they play the game because it's it's a risk but it's something to be different i think people have the option of you can watch it at home and it comes to the service or you can go to the movies and watch it and i think that's fair a lot of there's movies especially for me action movies 100 percent. that's they're just better in the theater it's it's louder it's it's bigger screen you get to feel and feel the action a little bit there's some dramas that two horror movies i think excuse me are better off on the on a big screen so we'll we'll see what happens i mean i personally my pick in this thing is joker but you never know with these things. I think, I think, any not any category that you see the Joker in, there's a highly more like a hundred percent chance it's gonna win in that category. Um, the next category I uh, was best motion picture, musical or comedy. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, Knives Out, Dolomite is my name, Jojo Rabbit, and Rocket Man. I personally feel that, that, especially with the Golden Globes, they should split this category. To pit, to put, to say musicals and comedy could get to stay, like, you gotta, you, you've got to pin a musical, well, like Rocket Man. It's a great movie. If it was in the section with other musicals, it should win. But is Rocket Man a better musical than my name, my name is Dolomite is a better comedy. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is does that beat out for comedy and musical? You know what I mean? So I feel like maybe give musicals their own their own category. Or it's a, it is technically a musical, but it's, not a, it's more of a drama. It's a movie, so should it not be in the drama section? So I've always, like, th- that category has always been... actual iffy one for me because I I don't really understand why they can't let them stand alone but it's not my it's not my thing Um, best motion picture foreign language the farewell pain and glory parasite portrait of a of a lady on fire um I don't. I never watched any of these movies, so actually, I couldn't honestly tell you which one should win. Um, but you know, if you are of the foreign movie loving movie watchers, let me know. Let me know which one you think is the um, is gonna be the the, the, the winner. Um, after that is best director Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time. In Hollywood, uh, Bong Jong Ho for Parasite, um, Sam Mendes for Nineteen Seventeen, and Todd Phillips for The Joker. Um, this is gonna be a tough one. This is gonna be a tough one. Um, Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino. That I've, 
those are tough. Those are those are tough to beat. Um, Todd Phillips with the Joker, like it's this is this is probably gonna be the hardest category during award season for best director, as real heavyweights are sitting in there with really good movies. Um, so we'll see. Uh, my pick. Like I said, I'm not betting against the Joker, so I'm putting the Joker here. But I could see a Martin Scorsese stealing this one. Best screenplay in motion picture. Um, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Noah Bonebatch. I'm gonna if I messed up your name, I'm sorry. Uh, the, uh, Marriage Story. Anthony McCarthy, two the two popes, Bong Jong Ho and Han Jin Won for Parasite, and Stephen Zillian for The Irishman. Um, yeah, my pick here is probably definitely going to be uh, Quentin Tarantino here, as his writing style always puts him at a top uh, at a top class in these things like he always has it's just it's a Quentin Tarantino movie the style it's it's always seems to he always seems to win this best uh, screenplay award when he does have a movie that's nominated which is all the time um excuse me best performance by actress in a motion motion picture Renee Zellweger and Judy uh Charlize Theron and Bombshell. Scarlett Johansson in A Marriage Story. Cynthia Ervo and Harriet. This one's going to be close. Again, um, I would love to see Scarlett Johansson walk away with this one. But Renee Zellweger playing Julie Garland. That, that might be the topper right there. Um, next one is best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama uh, Christian Bale in Ford vs. Ferrari Joaquin Phoenix in The Joker um, Anthony Banderas in Pain and Glory Jonathan Price in The Two Popes and Adam Driver in A Marriage Story oh man this is this is a tough one we gotta know, like, if it's gonna start with Joaquin winning this one and kind of maybe tip pushing him in to for the for an Oscar win, I'm gonna go with Joaquin with the Joker, but Adam Driver could be a close second in this one. Um, best performance by an actress in a motion picture, Aquafina, The Farewell. Um, Emma Thompson, Late Night. Kate Blanchett, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, Bian, Fieldstein, and Booksmart. Oh, man, Aquafina's got a nomination for Best Actress in the Motion Picture. It's dope, uh, musical and comedy. Um, I'm going to go here. I'm going to give this one. I, I, my guess is Aquafina in the Farewell. That's my, my guess, so we'll do that one. That's my one. Um, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Eddie Murphy, Dolomite is My Name. Daniel Craig, Knives Out. 
uh, Tehran Egerton, The Rocket Man, Roman Griffin Davis, Jojo Rabbit. Leo could win, maybe. Leo doesn't win a lot of awards, so we'll see how that one pans out. Um, my personal pick, who, I, I, you know, I want Eddie Murphy to win this one. So I'm hoping that they, I hope that Eddie could at least snag one here. He'll be in the Oscar race for My Name is Lola Lang, but I hope he could snag one here right now. Um, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. What a weird category name. Just to throw them all in the bucket. Um, Jennifer Lopez, Hustlers. Laura Duran in A Marriage Story. Margaret Robbie in Bombshell. Katie Bates in Richard Jewell. And Annette Benning in The Report. Oh, Annette Benning in The Report was great. Um, I never watched Hustlers yet, so I don't know the JLo performance um I'm gonna go I, I did watch uh, Richard Jewel I'm gonna go with Kathy Bates in this one so that's my that's my pick um best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture uh Brad Pitt Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Al Pacino and the Irishman Tom Hanks A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood Joe Pesci the Irishman and Anthony Hopkins and the two Popes. See, at first initial pick, I picked Joe Pesci in The Irishman. And the reason that I picked Joe Pesci, because him in The Irishman, the character that he had to play was the opposite of every character he's ever played. Joe Pesci's always played the the loud, the boisterous, the go after and get it character. And in The Irishman, the character that he played was the silent mobster. He didn't really he wasn't really out there aggressively. It was it was interesting to see that. So, but I haven't watched the two popes. So Anthony Hopkins could, if he could pull that off, possibly be that award. But I'm gonna go with Joe Pesci there. Um, best animated motion picture: Frozen Two, Toy Story Four, How to Train a Dragon, The Hidden World. Missing Link and The Lion King. Now, most likely this is going to be a Frozen 2 thing. The Lion King, to me, should win this award. I went to see The Lion King and it was the best adaptation of taking what was already done, upping the technology ante, and preserving the great story. A lot of movies didn't do that. The Lion King did that. So that's my pick there. Um, Best original score motion picture, Thomas Newman, 1917. Hildor, The Joker. Randy Newman, A Marriage Story. Alexander, Desplat, Little Women. And Daniel Pemberton, Motherless Brooklyn. Um, I don't really listen to original scores that that often. What I feel that's weird that's not here is the is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I listened to that one and that was amazing. So I'm gonna take a wild guess here and I'm going to go with 
motherless Brooklyn, Daniel Pemberton for that for that one. Um, best original score motion picture. I'm gonna love me again. Best original song. Sorry, motion picture. I'm gonna love me again. Rocket Man, Spirit, The Lion King, Into the Unknown, Frozen Two, Stand Up Harriet, and Beautiful Ghost Cats. Not <laughs> clearly, we like cats is not yet, so that's always weird to me that they they're allowed to be in here without being out. But um, I'm gonna go with the uh, uh, "Love Me Again" Rocket Man. It's only because the actor himself sang the songs, and that's an appreciation that I could get with. So I'm gonna go with that one. Um, best television series musical. Or comedy, there's Barry, The Politician, Fleabag, The Kaminsky Method, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, I love Barry, so I'm definitely <laughs> leaning on the sides of Barry. That's definitely my pick there. Um, best television series, Drama, The Crown, The Morning Show, Succession, Big Little Lies, and Killing Eve. The Crown is is by far always winning these. It's it's great. It's it's really really good. I personally have to like feel like I have to force myself to watch it. It's just my personal preference. I'm not as interested, but it's definitely a great. It's definitely great. Um, the Morning Show is good, but Succession. Succession is a creeper of a TV series. I've never seen it coming. I still haven't watched the second season. I did the first, and the first season had me blown away. So I think Succession should take this. Um, best performance by an actor in a TV series drama, Brian Cox, Succession, Tobias Men- Menzies, The Crown, Billy Porter, Pose, Kate Harrington, Game of Thrones, and Rami Malek. Mr. Robot. Can we give this one to Jon Snow? Could, could Jon Snow get this one? Hopefully that's, that's the case. Um, that's my pick. Um, best performance by an actress in a television series drama. Jennifer Aniston, The Morning Show. Olivia Coleman, The Crown. Jodie Comer, Killing Eve. Nicole Kidman, Big Little Lies. And Re- Re- Reese Weatherspoon, The Morning Show. Man, The Morning Show's got the pitting, uh, they got uh, Jennifer Anderson and Reese Witherspoon in the same category, which is amazing. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Olivia Coleman in The Crown for this one. Um, best performance by an actress in a television series, musical or comedy. Rachel Bowles, Bowlesman, the, the marvelous Miss Maisel, sorry, I like reading two things at once. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Kristen Dunst on becoming a god in Cali- in Central California. Christina Applegate, Dead to Me. Natasha Lorraine, Russian Doll. Phoebe Wilder, Bridge, and Fleabag. So, Kristen Dunst in becoming a god in S- Central California. That show is absolutely a gem you should check if you if you have time if you're looking for a show that's a show you should actually really check out 
that along with Dead to Me, uh, Christina Applegate is nominated here. I'm going to go with... Um, it's definitely going to be Fleabag. Uh, Phoebe's going to win. I, I picked Phoebe for that one. Uh, best performance by an actor in a television series. Uh, musical or comedy, Michael Douglas in The Kaminsky Method. Bill, Had- Bill Hatter and Barry. Ben Platt in The Politician. Paul Rudd, Loving Yourself. And Rami Yosef and Rami. I, I picked Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd in Loving Yourself. Uh, living with Yourself. Why did I say Loving Yourself? Living with Yourself is absolutely amazing. It was really funny. It's him playing him, playing him. Absolutely amazing. Um, if you haven't checked that one out, just check it out. Um, best television series. Best television limited series or motion picture. Made for television. Loudest Voice, Cerebral, Undeniable, um, Fuse, and Catch-22. Cerebral, hands down. Scary. Sometimes you watch things that are based on true story and you wonder how, the, how people could do that, how the, the, how the world could operate like that. This is one that could definitely make, like, make you see that. Um, where am I at right now? Uh, best performance by an actor in a limited series or motion picture made for television. Sam Rockwell in Fuse. Russell Crowe, The Loudest Voice. Um, Jared Harris, Cerebral. Christopher Abbott, Catch-22. Sasha Baron Cohen, The Spy. Sasha Baron Cohen and The Spy absolutely amazing that's my pick um best performance by an actress in a limited series of motion picture made for television helen Mirren, um catherine the great michelle williams fuse merit wild weaver unbelievable kathleen driver uh unbelievable joey king the act i've never watched any of these shows so I can't. I don't have a. I don't have a dog in this fight, but let's go with Michelle Williams. Infuse, um, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or a motion picture, made for television. Tony Corlette, um, unbelievable. Meryl Streep, Big Little Lies. Helena Bo, Boham Carter, The Crown. Patricia Arquette, The Act and Emma Watson, Emily Watson in Cerebral. I'm on Meryl Streep, Big Little Lies. And last but not least, best performance by actor in a supporting role in the series limited or motion picture made for television. Um, Alan Arkin in Convincing Method. Kieran Kieran Culkin in Succession. Harry Winkler in Barry. Andrew Scott in Fleabag and Stellan Stark Starkard in Cerebro. Definitely Calkin Macaulay's brother in Succession. He plays the mo- the the juvenile rich brother. It's it's absolutely amazing. Like his his character, great. So yeah, man. Well. That's it. Award season has started. 
So there'll be a bunch of lists of movies of the years for you to check out if you're if you like to go through lists. I'm actually going to be doing uh, episodes on every year of cinema from 2009 to 19, uh, starting 2009 this Thursday. So definitely take a listen, and then I'm going to put up a long list of the of movies, limited and theatrical run, excuse me, straight to video. Um, from 2009-19 with my top picks from um, I'll probably have a link to that in my bio for you to download have for yourself, check it out and yeah, thank you for listening to the Nerdy Piehead see you this week